Welcome to the Skyward Spiral, a self-improvement and productivity podcast. I'm David Whitechapel. I'm a fiction writer and content creator, and I'm working on being more productive and efficient with my time and energy. I really enjoy learning about self-improvement and productivity and always aim to apply the best lessons I learn to my own work and practice. And I'm Brent Harris. I'm a productivity coach. And what I do is I guide people into sustainable high-level productivity. Brent, we've reached the 10th episode and the last episode of our first season mm-hmm. of this podcast. How are you feeling about that? It's been a very cool endeavor. It's been very interesting. It's weird because um, I do have some experience, say, making like YouTube videos. So like just kind of um, talking and speaking extemporaneously like this. But um, it's been very cool um, working on this, working with you. I think this is the first major project that I've worked on with somebody else, like a, a really like a co-run project, um, you know, on a subject matter that I really care about. And I've learned a lot from it. Yeah, it's been really great for me. One of the interesting things to me is obviously I've been editing the episodes as well. And I feel like we've both gone through these journeys over these weeks that we've been recording. That's right. So I don't know if we kind of got lucky with that (laughs) or if, if, if we picked any period of three or four months, if it would be the same, if there would be a similar trajectory for each of us. But definitely given the things we talked about on the podcast for me i was trying to put that stuff into practice as we talked about it and after we talked about it mm-hmm. and for you as well you had mm-hmm. this kind of spiritual journey that you've talked about a little bit on the podcast mm-hmm. and I, I i just feel like that's been so interesting to follow and i hope it's interesting for other people to follow that as well absolutely yeah it's weird um i don't know what it's like uh, if you have a similar version of this but i find that the whole spirituality element in my life sometimes it's really really in the forefront um as it was you know in that uh that part that you're talking about um sometimes it goes a little bit in the background but in either case there's um there's always a sort of a there's always a part of my attention that's focused on my growth and that's focused on releasing more and more unhelpful beliefs um, looking at my own psychology and disidentifying from it to a certain regard. So just like letting my psychology be there and and seeing that it's just my psychology and not to be confused with what I am. And and so it's a very, it's very much a mindfulness practice that I take with me through my life. And what happens as a result of that is that I find that I'm constantly going through shifts and transformations. And, and I find that my uh, awareness is constantly augmenting. It's just... And so what happened, like, it's so funny because like, I'll talk these over with my wife. She's very kind and will, you know, she'll listen to me as I work these out. We'll talk about it over, um, you know, over dinner or whatever. And I'll often say to her, uh, this is the most profound shift of my life. This is the biggest thing that I've ever gone through in. And, but I'm just always saying that because like, it always seemed to be moving into greater and greater levels of revelation. And so, and so, you know, as a result, it's funny because it's true, but just, you know, through what we've been through together, through these episodes and through like kind of working everything out in between the episodes, it's just, I can say accurately and without irony, it's been the biggest transformation of my life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sure. And, and, you know, I would say something similar, but it might also be that, you know, what's most recent feels greatest often. Right. Right. And yeah, that's, that's true. That's a big part of it. 
but I do think it has been uh, a really interesting and yeah, transformative time for both of us. I, I really, um, well, okay. So in this episode, I want to talk about this year and how it's been for us and how it's been for everyone, including right. recording the podcast. But uh, it's 2020 when we're recording this, if you're listening later. Uh, and 2020 has been a hell of a year. Uh, it's been a very unexpected year for many mm-hmm. people because of the worldwide pandemic, of course. And that's changed a lot of people's lives, uh, lifestyles, habits, um, how they've been able to engage with their work and their hobbies and their social life and everything. It's affected mm-hmm. a lot of people and it's affected people in different ways in different parts of the world uh, with different careers and different structures around them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for me, I can say overall it hasn't been great, but there have been really good things this year, including uh, this podcast. But when I started this year, uh, I was really like 2020. I'm going to I'm going to crush it. I'm going to kill it. This mm-hmm. is my year. I'm going to really get going. And and I kind of got a little bit sideswiped by um when the pandemic came to the UK and and we had lockdowns and stuff, it really disrupted my lifestyle and and disrupted all of my plans that I had, my very uh, glowing, optimistic plans that I had for myself and my creative work this year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that said, you know, as we're reaching the close of the year now, looking back on it, there are things I'm very proud of. um, And there, there is a lot of progress that I have made. And this podcast has been a big part of that because it's allowed me not only the time to talk about these things, but the space around that to reflect on the ideas that we uh, discuss in this podcast. And this year more than ever, I've, I've really treasured that. I think, I think if if any other year I would have enjoyed it and I would have got a lot out of it, Mm -hmm. but this year, a year that because of uh, lockdowns and, and, you know, staying inside and like a reduced social life, one is more inclined to be introspective and to have these uh, moments where you're just, it's just yourself in the mirror and, you know, you're right. yourself in a, and the computer screen or something like that. Just this, this vast space of you and what do you do with your time? Mm-hmm. No distractions, no, uh, no scapegoat for anything. Mm-hmm. And it's really been great for me to have a space where I can talk about, my engagement with my own work and and really like feel out like how I'm developing my process and not be completely on my own doing that because I think I would have found that very frustrating so it's really been liberating for that reason yeah so even though my my year didn't work out like I wished in January on January the first I was like I'm gonna crush it Mm -hmm. it didn't quite work out like that I'm still pleased uh with how things went in the end and I'm very grateful that we were able to do this podcast as well um to to be a part of that i appreciate your saying that man yeah yeah thank you how has how has your year been brent so yeah it's interesting and uh you know we we spoke just really briefly about this um you know before going on to the uh recording this episode i wanted to really make sure that this is kind of a, a thing that's okay to say like in general um that the year uh, was good for me it's a good year mm-hmm. it was um a very successful year for me. And, uh, and I say that of course, with full respect and a full understanding for, uh, like the bulk of people who have been struggling. Cause I think, I think in general, like the year has been, uh, it's brought about a lot of struggle and a lot of stress and worry and, 
and a lot of like a lot of my friends like all of my my friends my relatives you know they've they've mostly had a, a lot of difficulties to deal with and and myself and my wife as well like we've had um difficulty but um but it's been a good year and uh and the reason being was that um i had this up until uh, i don't know if i ever uh, mentioned this to you i think i did uh, maybe briefly that um, in the beginning, like in March, up until March, I had this fundraising job that was you know, basically minimum wage. And, and it was, you know, it was, it was kind of good. And I was doing part-time that and part-time the coaching and growing my business as, as well as I could. But then when, uh, when I suddenly had no more fundraising shifts, I, there was something like, I realized that I had to double down, like I had to really, really find a way to make my business work and right away. And so like, I, I did this sort of hail Mary where I, I slashed my rates in half and I just did this big, big marketing thing. And I was able to get like three or four people to get on board with the reduced rates. And, and I was able to kind of make it through for that month. But then, but then somehow I was able to just finally find my stride. Now for context, also, I had been um, really um, in a lot of difficulty, really challenged with um, my business uh, for the first three years. <laughs> so, so it, it was like a long, long time in the making and really figuring out how to like, you know, how to sell my product and how to be confident and all that. So it's like, it's not just like happenstance. Like it was just really like a, a finally aligning all of the, uh, the different um, things that I've been attempting to learn. And so it just came together really nicely. And I was able to, um, really start, um, uh, succeeding and, uh, and, I was able to start bringing my income up uh, much, much uh, greater than it ever had been before, even with the two uh, jobs combined. And uh, and then as a result of that, we were able to save some money and we're able to get a mortgage. And so now we uh, we're getting a house and we're moving to uh, a neighboring city just uh, in uh, outside of Toronto. And uh, really, really looking forward to that and and uh, and beginning that life. So it's been um, it's been good. And it's also, just as with yourself, dude, I, uh, there's been a, a lot, a lot, a lot of introspection. And, uh, and in particular, um, it's figuring out exactly what is meant by this term productivity. And finding, and just as I've been drawing all of my attention to productivity, I realize that there's a lot that I don't know about it. There's a lot that I don't understand about it. And there's a lot of paradox in the subject of productivity that I was not prepared for at all. For example, you know, like when we're trying to be productive, like how much do we push? How much do we force? How much do we relent? How much do we relax? How many days should we take off? And, uh, and to what extent does discipline play a role? You know, are we supposed to, you know, like kind of live a sort of Spartan lifestyle? You get up and have your cold shower and you have your five mile run and you, you do all this stuff and, and then you crank out your work and, and all this sort of stuff. And you, you know, use all these techniques to, to become even more efficient and you just try to create your life as a productivity machine. And there's a big appeal in that. It's like, it's very appealing. How do I get the most done? Like in this day, in this month, in this lifetime, how do I go the furthest that I can? How do I make the most happen? And so there's that, right? But then like, you know, that kind of conversation, it, it's like, it's only theoretical. Like, I don't know anybody that's able to sustainably um, push themselves like that. It always, this sort of thing always collapses over time. And, and so then, you know, that kind of brings us to the other side of the question, which is, you know, kind of flowing and rhythm and, and kind of moving with your own rhythms. And that's something I'm exploring a lot lately too. And and I guess, so I guess finally, finally, the one thing that it has brought out in me even more is 
and something that I've been really consciously cultivating is that I really deeply, intensely want to be of service to something more than myself. I'm already starting to feel the the hard limits of just becoming successful for myself and focusing on how much I can gain for myself. And I'm discovering this, this desire in me to serve as many human beings as I possibly can. And, um, and there's still stuff that I'm working out in that regard, but you know, sometimes I'll open up these episodes. You know, when we start these episodes, I'll say like, I'm on a mission to help as many people as possible cultivate sustainable high level productivity. And, and there's sort of, um, an embryonic sort of vague vision that, that kind of comes to me when I think about it, where it's like, I imagine if everybody, if as many people as possible who wanted it could discover and maintain sustainable high level productivity in themselves for whatever it looks like for them, then they could really step into to their fullest adulthood, their fullest maturity, and they could really stand on their two feet and they could be, they could really be pillars in their own families and communities. And, um, and that would be really something that, um, that would just help us navigate going into the, the upcoming few years. And I like that. I don't know if you feel the same way, David, but I, it really feels like there's um, a, a distinct sense of urgency. I guess it always feels that way, but, but nevertheless, it just feels like there's a lot of urgency for a lot of people to step into adulthood and, uh, and maturity and productivity to, um, to just tip the scale as much as humanly possible into a way where events start unfolding in just more of a, a, a better, more creative, peaceful way. And that excites me. And so that's something I've also discovered over the course of this year. I'm really, really excited about that. And I'm, I'm really glad to have at least some kind of a, a vision beyond just myself to devote myself to. So that was a, a particularly big win in this year. So you're talking about your impact on other people's lives? That's right. Yeah, that must be really um, exciting to see. I mean, it would be like, like being a teacher or something. My brother's a teacher. Um, and I've, I've always thought that, uh, and I've done some teaching in the past, I've always thought it's quite, it's quite exciting and it's a privilege to be able to witness your impact on someone else's life like that. Right. Um, so for you as a coach, uh, to be able to see uh, the impact that your advice and suggestions have, yeah, again, must be really um, thrilling. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. It is, yeah. Because like whenever, you know, whenever I, I talk with, say, like one of my clients, like what I what I I see, like what will happen is I will I'll I'll listen very carefully to how they speak, and and what and what they say will usually reflect a tension in them between a desire to grow and expand, and a um, a set like a kind of a mental a set of mental beliefs like a kind of a a grouping of beliefs or or habitual thinking that prevents them from stepping into this expansion. And usually that kind of thinking, it runs really deep. And sometimes it's, um, you know, it's kind of like a family lineage, you know, it's kind of like taught by their parents or grandparents, or it's cultural, you know, it's just in our culture. And whether it's like kind of like a, a smaller localized culture, like say a, of a country or a religion or whatever, or, or if it's just like Western culture at large, like this kind of thing. And then, to just kind of move that out of the way and then to see people just step into that next level of greatness. It's, it is, it is so good. 
Yeah, I'm really hopeful, by the way, speaking of that level mm-hmm. of improvement. I'm hopeful. Um, we're calling this the end of season one, 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hopeful by when we start season two, I hope that I can come in and I'll just be like, here's what I've done, you know? Here's yeah. here's uh, how I've leveled up, and et cetera. And I, I feel like I'm getting there already, but mm-hmm. I'm not quite there. And then having this break and, and some time um, in between, uh, yeah, I'm excited and optimistic about the idea that I can come in with these, you know, just a new perspective and, and hopefully some stuff to brag about and say, I did this, <laughs> I did this. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really pumped for that and and, and hopeful. We'll see if it happens. I might come into season two saying, oh, I, I can't get anything <laughs> I'm even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I and I think it's okay that you've had a good year when other people have had bad years. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's against the norm, but you know, you acknowledge that it's been difficult for a lot of other people and, mm-hmm. and you've seen that. Um, it just, just happens that it's been good for you. And and I think that's the mm-hmm. case for other people as well. If, if lockdowns and quarantines and, you know, reducing your, your social interaction and stuff, it may not affect you as much as, as other people. If, if you're more of an introvert, sort of person or if you enjoy spending time on your own and or if, if even you don't enjoy spending time with other people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for some people maybe they were previously going into an office that they didn't particularly enjoy and now they're able to work from home and that could be quite freeing in its own ways as well mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. so there's been a change to the social order in many ways but it's not necessarily bad for everyone one one thing about this yeah i mean we're all gonna remember it it's it's i'm i'm super interested in how we're going to talk about uh 2020 and the the pandemic say 10 years from now Mm -hmm. whether it will be just this sort of distant memory or whether it will be this linchpin year where we're we're all like you know what did you do in that year and how did this affect you going forward and and how nothing was ever the same ever again yeah will will things change forever like will some of these some of these systems that we're now putting into place you know wearing masks and having barriers in shops and things like that are those going to just be is that the new normal you know uh reduced uh, international travel all, all of these things it's it's hard to say whether the world has changed irrevocably or whether think this is just a temporary sort of blip mm-hmm. uh, and that's something we're gonna have to see as we go forward from here and you know get get past the pan- i mean we're still as i say this mm-hmm. we're still very much in the throes of it here in england at least um, mm-hmm same in canada still something we're not we're not done with and until there's a vaccine i I think i think we're still going to be um still going to be having to come up with various you know solutions via lockdown and and quarantines and things like that do you get a sense that like say on an individual basis how like you me and a lot of us have um really been forced into introspection or like or doubling down on distraction right so it's either like like mm, introspection absolutely. or like or like a lot of netflix and you know extra extra avoidance yes i mean that's one of those things that could go either way i think you're absolutely right and whereas mm. you know we've had the podcast and obviously that's your career mm-hmm. and that's probably what i would have been inclined to think about is my creative work mm-hmm. so it's my career as well in a way but yeah for other people um i think it's been very difficult and this is why we've also seen i don't want to go too much into it but there's been a notable rise of of various like subcultures and things like conspiracy theories and so and you know political like like uh anger and and enthusiasm 
and I think a lot of that is because what else are people supposed to do, right? right. Like right. <laughs> they've got all this time and 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 they're shut away and stuff like that, and they they find entertainment or you know purpose where they can, and they find it online, and they find they they find groups online or whatever. They find ways that they can connect with people despite the circumstances, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so I think I think it has been a game changer in that. Yeah. Like you said, uh, in introspection or distraction. Absolutely. Nailed mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Well, do you um, how do you feel about this as like a, a way of, of looking at what's happening? It's like like an event like this. It's 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 like we can agree it is relatively major, like say within the context of the last 100 years. It's like this is a very, very major um, events like in terms of like you know like its implications and how intense it all is and and as a result um, can we see it as a crucible for for us as a population like individually but but also as a, as a population where where there's a forcing of either like forcing down into our lower behaviors and our lower selves or a, or a, a forcing upward into like greater maturity yeah well which way do you think it's gone <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because it strikes me that that it's happening in both ways. Right. Yeah. So it's like a tube getting squeezed. Exactly. Like right in the middle, you know, see, mm. you know, and then like the contents spill out on, on either side, you know, the, the upper or the lower. But um, but it strikes me and in the the optimist in me sees it as so. Like kind of like the way personal growth works and the way maturity works and, and say evolution is that like when, when we're kind of in these like sort of um, lower levels, when we're sort of like angsty and say selfish and like me versus them and, and like this sort of mentality of like, uh, or say like tribal mentality of like, you know, us versus them, like that kind of thing um, that tends to be like when we're in that state of mind, we're very vocal and, and very loud and dissonant right so you get a lot of like you know people just like you know yelling stuff and kind of raging out and being like really super unreasonable and and then and then you also get the effect of like like news tends to report that like news doesn't tend to report people being mature grown-ups people tend to report like you know grown-ups being babies or whatever and so and so like that part tends to really be kind of emphasized but nevertheless there's i think we can even though we don't see it on the news a whole lot we can safely assume that a lot of people are are actually abiding by this opportunity you know just just like us like we're actually accepting this opportunity as challenging and as as really harsh as it can be to move into like greater aspects of ourselves and really take on say more uh compassion and more patience and and more peace and more of a willingness to look at the broader perspective, you know, when, when there's a temptation to worry or freak out or something and, and say more gratitude for what we have and what's not lost and, and what is being, you know, that, which is good. That's coming from all of this. And I think, I think there's a huge, huge, huge uh, portion of, of our population that's moving in that direction um, and, 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 and you can really see it. You don't have to look too far. It's not being shoved in your face like the other stuff, but it's there. And I, and I really take that as reason to believe that there's, there's a lot of awesome, like there's a lot that's good to look forward to that's coming out. Um, when, when the intensity dies down somewhat. Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. Um, you're right about several things about the pushing up and down. 
I believe that's true. I mean, the biggest doomsayers will say that when crisis happens, human beings revert to animals. Right. But actually, I think you're right to say it's it's a bit of both, right? You also get great heroes in times of crisis or people who are able to lift themselves to higher ends and, and do great things. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And in this time of um, shutdown and you know just this interior space yeah i think you'll get people who kind of go a bit crazy but you also get mm-hmm. people who are able to f- funnel that introspection and use it to to sort of level up like their own lives in a way and their own perception of themselves and engagement with with their surroundings right right and if nothing else a lot of people are becoming super pros at self-care yeah and judging by how big a subject it is mm-hmm. right and i think that uh our listeners from this year mm-hmm. should be of that kind, right? If you're right. if you're listening to a podcast like this and seeking it out, uh, you're one of those people, I guess, who is who is really trying to trying to better yourself, even in this very odd time that we're living through right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I think you're probably right about that. And 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 the other thing you were right about is that obviously if you if you watch the news or, or any kind of media, that's always focused on the most hysterical, uh, right. dramatic, melodramatic even aspects of 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 human beings, you know, acting out and just being crazy. And and you'll imagine that the world has gone to pot, but actually there's a lot of a lot of quietness that we're not seeing, a lot of quiet spaces where people are reflecting on themselves and self-improving and self-caring, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. I've found some even further out, slightly more esoteric literature um, that refers to, and, uh, and I, I, I wonder, I wonder what you think of, about this. This might be like, this might be. Yeah, a, I'm curious how yeah. far out we're talking. <laughs> slightly too far in a certain direction, but <laughs> like so, like um, there, like I went through this period um in my life where I was re- reading a lot of channeled literature. So like you know, say people who would like go, you know like. Your regular people like you and me but like they go into a trance and then like speak on behalf of like you know they channel see an entity a non-physical entity and and so there's a certain line of thinking that comes from this seth material um which if nothing else utterly 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 fascinating stuff um uh, uh, written by a jane roberts and robert butts from uh, just from the 70s mostly and kind of into the the early 80s and that's um, pretty far out man so who are they channeling so so they're channeling um a a non-physical entity called seth right mm-hmm. and uh and so and <laughs> it's well, definitely pretty far out from i know i know yeah okay yeah, it was, and so you know I, I i appreciate that right but um and so but what was really really interesting is that um so Seth would come through in, in these sessions. And so like, if you read any one of these books, there's like like eight eight or so books that were channeled, um, you know, uh, from Seth through Jane Roberts. And like whenever you'd read the books, you'd like every chapter would begin with um, like a big section in italics where like Robert and Jane would kind of talk about like, you know, what's going on in their life and how they go about kind of channeling this this book. And then the, the italics would end and then you'd get Seth in that in the regular text and even if there would be, say, like a nine or eight or nine month recess in between chapters, Seth would still just like pick up exactly where he left off. And he would and he would just they would dictate all in one go, all in one go, um, these like really detailed, like kind of far out theories on uh, different things such as um, um, uh, evolution and um, the na- and, and the nature of, of personal reality, how, you know, how we create our realities 
um, about say reincarnation and, and, and the afterlife and the different levels of the afterlife and like all this stuff. And so, and so of course, you know, like it's never, you know, you never want to like say jump into this kind of thing, just simply believing it right on its face. Right. You know, you, you still want to take that skepticism with you wherever you go, but, um, but yeah, but that, that's, you know, kind of the premise of the whole thing. And so anyway, so they have this one book that's called, um, um, evolution. It's like three things. It's like evolution and value fulfillment and these things. And, and, and what they speak about is how like, you'll have say, um, an individual with, um, with say like a conscious sort of rational mind. And then there's like the unconscious mind of a human being where it's like, it's kind of in the background and you. And you, you can sort of draw on it, but but it's, it's difficult to kind of access directly. It's just sort of something that you kind of work with, your unconscious mind. And we're all familiar with this. Uh, but then also you have collective societies that also have their collective unconscious. And, and, and so for whatever society that we are a part of, we actually um, are a part of that collective unconscious. Like we actually have a role. And so there's like – and as we go about our lives on the surface level, we're walking around, we're on the, the city streets and, you know, we're, we're, you know, meeting each other and buying coffee from each other and doing business with each other and, and going to parties with each other, you know, obviously when there's not a pandemic and um, like, so there is that part, but then there's also this, this unconscious communication that's occurring all the time, all the time. And there's just like a back and forth. And then what you get is that like a collective society would form a collective in tension to manifest a certain style of event that that we would go through and that it would serve some kind of a function and and you may get say like um like so for example the way seth would explain a war would be um say like you know two countries and the collective unconscious and a big desire you know like kind of an animosity and a desire for conflict and then it manifests as war that kind of thing and then say like there could be a potential explanation like say like a, a collective society wants to produce say um, a very very sort of intense event that could form as a crucible for its own evolution so you're saying that the pandemic has been one of these crucibles possibly yeah viewed from that perspective yes yeah i think that's an interesting way to look at it yeah I mean, I'm more on board with a collective unconscious or like larger uh, societal trends and, and the fact that, you know, you can't really exist outside of society. Right. Mm -hmm. We live in a society, as the meme <laughs> says. Um, yeah. So you, we're, we're all kind of always framed by and um, at the same time affecting the society that we we are surrounded by. So... I do see that, and and a lot of um, a lot of how we've ended up living through this year has been informed by how other people are living around us, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very much so with the, with the necessity to, you know, pay attention to our our own cleanliness and also the cleanliness and safety of others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't really mentioned the pandemic throughout the episode so far, and that's with reason. I I wanted these episodes to kind of be evergreen, uh, to feel to it's be. True. Yeah, listenable whenever, but it is obviously the big elephant in the room with this year. <laughs> mm, <laughs> with right. at least you know my productivity this year, it's the it's the elephant in the room that I'm always looking at from the side of my eye and is looking back at me, <laughs> um, honking. And so yeah, I thought it was worth mentioning that. 
um today a, a little bit but also just to talk about the podcast i was looking back on on what we've talked about um, in mm-hmm. different episodes and i felt like it really falls the topics we talk about and and our kind of um focuses mm-hmm. uh, tend to fall into two main categories which mm-hmm. are mindset and workflow and workflow also cool. includes an idea of work and an idea of rest mm-hmm. so in terms of mindset we talked about the spiral to begin with it's the mm-hmm titular skyward spiral and we talked about morale and imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and in terms of workflow we talked about iteration and we talked about flow and we talked about starting new projects in launch Mm -hmm. and in terms of rest we talked about burnout and we talked about uh distancing yourself from your own story or having some removal from your own story so I feel like we've we've run the gamut there I feel like we covered quite a lot in 10 episodes I'm quite pleased about that definitely yeah yeah, no, it's it's been very good. Yeah, it's it's helped me draw a lot of conclusions too. I had, uh, if you're down for it, I had uh, one more uh, one more concept that's occurred to me that uh, I think is probably my favorite and most clear, most clarified concept of productivity that I've come up with so far, and it might be an interesting thing to uh, to share now if you're down for it. Yeah, go for it. Cool. So it's it comes as a solution to this question of. This, this sort of very, very sort of um, stone-in-your-shoe kind of question of to what extent should we be forcing ourselves? And to what extent should we um, really continue or persist even if we're tired or even if we don't want to? Because on one hand, you have this – there's this there's this idea of like, okay, more is better. And then the, on the other hand, you have this – this concept of like, okay, well, maybe I should just chill and relax and restore. And and so I think this concept, um, you and I, we can work with and we can kind of develop over time. I think it'll really kind of answer this question and also the listeners as well. And we can call it the negative space of productivity. And so the negative space of productivity, the idea is as so. It's from now on what we can do whenever we focus on getting our work done and doing the best that we can possibly do over the course of the day, we can see that it's when we do something, it's not just doing something on its own. It's not just like when we think about productivity, it's not just the, the movement, the accomplishing, the completing of a task, like, you know, the expulsion of effort. That's only one half of it. Just as um, exhaling is only one half of breathing. And so, of course, the other half of the breath is in the inhale, and the other half of productivity is the, the rest and the recovery. And so, and what a lot of us do before we enter into a conversation like this, this is like a really higher level of conversation about productivity, because up until then, what we do is we focus so much on the output, and then when it comes time for the inhale, we treat it with so much disrespect and I, and I just I can't emphasize this enough. Like when I'm when I like I've been holding sessions with just like like all these people, right? And they, they come from all these different walks of life. And you can just it's just so clearly embedded in our culture and in so many different corners of our, our like broadly speaking Western culture. This this sort of embarrassment and distrust and disrespect towards the towards inactivity, towards say, um, sitting and doing nothing towards recovering. 
And, and so much so that like, even when we're, when we're sitting and recovering, we'll just be in guilt for not doing more. So we're like, there's, there's even still, we're even still attempting, like when there's no choice, but to inhale, we're still attempting to sort of simultaneously exhale at the same time. And so what we can do now is we can start respecting and seeing as necessary, both the positive and the negative space of productivity. We can hold them both in high regard. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there's even amounts of both because like sometimes, you know, maybe it's like a 60-40 thing. And, and the whole question now is finding exactly the right place to be in. Maybe it's 60-40, 70-30, whatever it is in either direction. And, and what that means is that when we find exactly the right amount of negative space, a whole new level, a whole new flow comes online. And so before I talk about that, there's, there's one more element about, about the negative space about productivity, which is there is a temptation in all of us, again, culturally to collapse on it just very much in the same way, how all of us, we carry this temptation whenever there's like, say an empty surface. So say like in our homes, if we have a table or a countertop, for some reason, there's just an inclination to put more and more stuff on it. And, and whenever we have a room or a closet, there's just, there's just a, a temptation to just continue to fill the empty space with more stuff. If there's empty space, we tend to fill it. You know, a lot of us tend to max out on how many tabs we can have open on our browser or how many files we can have on our desktop. There's just, for some reason, if, if, it's, left, if it's left unchecked, we're always inclined to just fill space. We always collapse on negative space. And the same applies to the negative space of productivity. And so there's great, there's a whole new level of discipline that's required to just allow negative space to be there. And so what that would look like is like being lazy on purpose or maybe, or maybe like if we're in a position to, to let ourselves sleep in, even though there's something that's screaming at us to wake up earlier or what, or however, whatever um, kind of form it takes. Uh, maybe a few more examples might be um, having a sense of like, oh, I could be doing more. Here's another thing I could be doing, even though I'm tired or say, um, people who maybe it's eight or 9 PM and you're, and you're watching Netflix or something, but you're still answering emails. Cause it's like, oh, this is kind of like mindless work. I don't have to try too hard. So I can, I can still get this sort of thing done. Even while I'm watching TV, I can still be productive while I'm watching TV. So these are all examples of closing in on the negative space of productivity. And so when we start becoming aware of that and not, you know, not following that temptation anymore, then what we can do is we can, we can find the right balance of both the positive and negative. And then we can, then we start tapping into a deeper flow. That is it's, I honestly don't really have the words to articulate this so much yet. Like this is new for me. Excuse me. I don't have the words to articulate this yet. This is new for me. And yet, like, as I speak about it, like, I think yourself, David, and, and all the listeners, I have no doubt that it, it resonates, that there's, there's a sense of great familiarity when I talk about tapping into a deeper flow that's just deeper than us. It's just, it's not something that we do. It's something that's done through us. And then when we, when we can tap into it and, and align ourselves with it 
And if we can resist the, the temptation to control it, because it'll be very tempting to control it, to harness it, because it, it feels so powerful. It feels so full. It feels so juicy. It feels so endless and bottomless. And it, and it also a thousand percent feels like the kind of thing that we can harness for our own personal goals. It's like, oh, I, could, I see how I can make myself rich or famous or get a whole bunch of people to like me or pay attention to me. If we can resist all of that and just, and just stay in the flow of it, then I, I really think that's what we're looking for. I think that's the kind of place we want to live in. And I think that's, that's kind of, it's sort of the answer to all of the, 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 the other questions that we've had about productivity up until now in terms of how much to do and when to do it. And because then, then like, like, again, all of us have this sense. I know we do. Everybody listening to this podcast right now, everybody has a memory of being so engrossed in something that, that we're just pulled into it. We're just, we just, we can barely tear ourselves away from it and we go to sleep and we wake up in the morning. We're just excited to get back to that thing. So that's, that's what I'm talking about here. So I think maybe this might be a, a little bit of foreshadowing for season two. I think that it might be a cool idea to really position a lot of season two about this, to really, um, to develop more of a language for how to move into this, this level of flow and how to stay in it and kind of um, be in it and, and maybe assist others into it as well. Yeah, we can definitely talk more about that. Um, so, I mean, this negative space idea, I think that's a really nice way of putting it. Um, and I'm glad we've already talked about it a bit in episodes of this podcast. I'm glad that we have devoted time to talking about rest and restoration and recuperation right. alongside work. Because I think a lot of people, when they think about productivity, it's all about the grind. It's all about, right. you know, let's, let's go, let's work, let's push. Um, let's go as hard as we can, right? right? And if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're one of those people who who is like, I want to do more. I want, I, I need to do more. I need to maximize my utility. I need to push harder. I need to go faster, etc. Yes. But often in that mindset, you can forget, as you say, this negative space, the necessity mm-hmm. of giving yourself space to rest, as you put it, Brent, so beautifully, to inhale mm-hmm. so that you can exhale. You can only push when you've got the energy in your muscles to push mm-hmm. and and you've got that rest. You know, you, you can push more when you're rested right. than when you're exhausted. Right. Everything needs um, needs an inhale and an exhale. You, you need that. You need that time for yourself. And so I'm glad we talked about that. Uh, and and I, I'm glad we're going to talk about it again, because I, I do think that's really important. And I, I also think and even reflecting on my own life, I think this has been the case. If you're thinking to yourself, I'm so lazy, I don't get enough done, I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. When you're thinking that, that's exactly the mindset that is going to keep you from really resting when you should be resting. Exactly. As you were saying, Brent, those moments when you're sitting in front of the TV, if you're, if you're thinking, I shouldn't be doing this, mm-hmm. that isn't rest, that isn't real rest anymore. Mm-hmm. You've made it into some hybrid of inhaling and exhaling and, mm-hmm. and you're not taking that deep breath that you need to go back to work fully restored and ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So giving yourself that license and knowing that it's part of the process, then it's a necessary 
and fulfilling part of the process to take that deep breath, to rest, to sit down and, and you know, zone out and or do something fun and enjoyable, distracting, mm-hmm. uh, to to take those hours out of your day and, and, and really unwind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that when you hit your projects again, you can hit it hard mm-hmm. and confidently knowing that, you you know, you've got all that rest behind you. I think that's so important. And and I think I've definitely been in that case before of thinking I'm lazy. I think the idea right. of laziness is there's always more going on with laziness. If you say that someone else is lazy, there's always more going on. Right. You, in terms of, you know, why are they, dis, are they disincentivized? Is there, is there something that's, um you know, is there some pain associated with it or, or problems associated with the thing that they should be doing? And if you're calling yourself lazy, similarly, there's this, I, I always think there's something undiagnosed going on there. And it's worth digging deeper into figuring out what that is. And one part of the laziness might be that you're, you're never ironically, even though you feel like you're resting and doing um, time wasting activities all the time Mm -hmm. because of your mental state, you're never resting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And, and if you could just give yourself that space to really rest and really say, I'm not going to do any work right now. And this is all about the inhale you might find that you've now given yourself the ability, the, you know, the removal to be able to come back into a working space, into a productive space and feel confident and reassured about it. And that's something I learned uh, through this podcast. I, I definitely didn't think about any of this in that way before, Brent, before talking to you about all this. So I'm really grateful for that. Oh, dope. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. It's um, uh, there's a lot of trust involved in that kind of thing. I find because like when there's sort of like what we what the ego tells itself about rest is that there's a belief somewhere deep down that if I really really let go like really and truly let go not forever but say but just like for like for now for the rest of the evening putting everything down all effort and and all obligation of effort so that includes like the guilt piece the shame of not having done enough whatever that is um almost none of us are willing to do it because there's a sense of vulnerability and the vulnerability comes from um, a lack of control not that there actually is any real control but it almost feels like as long as we're we're always in control it seems if we're in some kind of effort whether it's like actual applied uh, effort externally like actually like you know doing shit laying down the bricks shoveling like making your doing your stuff or if it's the internal effort of like say you're sitting watching netflix but you're guilting yourself oh i really i should have done more or i should be doing more or what or or maybe tomorrow i'll do more or you're kind of scheming in your head about how to be productive in some way that's still effort and and like all of that is totally different than from what you and i are talking about where it's like really really disconnecting totally disconnecting from the greater agenda that we have on life itself it's um it takes trust to do that and uh and 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 a willingness to be vulnerable that uh, can be very challenging absolutely so i mean i hope that's helpful advice or a helpful framework for um, for our listeners, uh, I've definitely found it really helpful in the past few weeks. And, and I will say like from the beginning of when we were started recording to now, I, mm-hmm. I do think that my, 
work habits have changed quite a bit and and i f- i feel much more secure and much happy with how how i'm going the work isn't finished as in my um my path there is not is not finished i feel like i'm still on the journey of figuring out how to work best mm-hmm. and i haven't quite cracked the case in the sense that mm-hmm. i still feel there's this level i can unlock i mean maybe i'll always feel like there's a level i can unlock but th- i feel like there's one that's so tantalizingly close that i can really start um producing much faster and much more mm. confidently and i haven't quite nailed that yet i hope by the time season two rolls around i'll be able to say yeah, i've nailed yeah, it and yeah. here's how um but i haven't quite nailed it yet but uh, my progress uh, as we've been recording this podcast has already been great and i'm so grateful for it right on. um and the the other thing i wanted to say is to you listener really grateful for you as well for um for coming with us on this journey we're a new podcast we're a small podcast mm-hmm. neither of us are famous or notable yet <laughs> at least <laughs> maybe one day uh oh, yeah. but um if you found us by by some means uh we're really grateful that you've listened this far and and i really hope that you're getting something from it and um i'm speaking on your behalf brent i assume yes, you're great you are as well mm-hmm. But yeah, we we uh we're super happy to have you uh, on this journey with us, and and um, and yeah, I I hope that you're getting something something out of the stuff that we talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to thank you as well, listener. Thank you for coming through this with us. This is uh, it's really fun. And it isn't over. Don't worry. There will be a season two, and there may even be some bonus episodes in between. I'm I'm figuring that out at the moment. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, this is just a little closing gap on our first journey. We'll we'll have a break of at least a few months between seasons, I think. But it will be interesting to reconvene uh, with that space and and you know see where see where we've come to. Uh, right, right. Like having all of these sort of insights, just giving them a chance to ferment and mm. sort of like and and kind of become our own individual knowing and wisdom and and to allow it to become embodied. I think that's uh, that's. That's what excites me the most, I think, about these kinds of things, whether it's like reading a really interesting book or having these really interesting conversations is that it starts as like as words and then like it kind of it sort of makes its way in as insight and knowing and and we and you kind of like mentally experiment with it a little bit. And then it kind of sets in as like as knowing or basically kind of takes its place in the framework of of how we go about things. And then it starts manifesting as behavior as like you know an update or an upgrade in our behavior and that takes a little bit of time sometimes but it'd be really interesting to see like looking back on it, it's like oh yeah wow i'm like i'm i'm doing more and more it's getting done i'm accomplishing more just as a result of everything we've established here yeah absolutely so yeah and so sometimes yeah that takes a couple months to kind of work that out and uh and then then of course like with all that said and done what happens is we can we can finally arrive at the next horizon it's funny. I have a client actually that I've been working with for um, uh, thirty, almost thirty sessions at this point, and uh, and I found him, and he had just like like this like host of problems and and complaints, and and we just spent like all this time just like working through them and just going so deep and 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 just like you know kind of um, figuring out solutions for certain things or just being really really honest about other things and just kind of. Like, but really just kind of taking him through the sort of the growth process required to solve these problems. And then we just had this session yesterday and he's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm totally, totally good. You know, like I'm, I'm like, everything's on an even keel. Everything's balanced. All systems go. And it was a really interesting thing to, to observe. And, um, and, and what I realized is that like now, like in a moment such as this one, it's time to just like, you know, first of all, enjoy it. 
but then allow the next horizon to arrive and to, and to see what's next and to see, you know, and because like the next level of growth, as soon as it ready, as soon as we're ready for it, it starts to, to come into view. And then, and then we begin again. Absolutely. Yeah. The game's never over, right? There's always going to be novel things that you're faced with that you're going to have to deal with in new ways, but that that's kind of the joy of life as well. I think that it is joyful when, when you, when you frame it right, all of this stuff should be a pleasure, you know? Mm-hmm. to experience and get better and improve through and, and, and communicate with others about. Mm-hmm. It, it can be a real joy. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right. Shall we get to our takeaways? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds good. My first takeaway is um, it's been a tough year. 2020 has been, <laughs> been a tough year. And uh, I think it's okay to acknowledge that. And perhaps you've come out of it better than others, or perhaps you've come out of it worse. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's uh, it's important to acknowledge how not everything is on you. Uh, you know, the environment does affect you, and and this has been a, a this year has introduced an, a novel environment for all of us that we've all had to deal with in our own ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so just take a moment, if you can, to to acknowledge that this year has been difficult, or at least novel and different, uh, and acknowledge how you've handled it, and and be proud of yourself for those things that you've handled well, and. And don't beat yourself up about those things that haven't gone according to plan um, mm-hmm. and try and try and, you know, put it in this frame of, of, of sometimes difficult things happen. And, you know, if you're here and you're listening to this now, uh, post 2020 or, or at the end of 2020, you made it and you're still going mm-hmm. and you're still you're still clamoring for more and you're trying to do better. And, and, and I'm proud of you for that. So, yeah, well done. Takeaway number two would be um, play with this idea of the negative space of productivity. Um, if nothing else, release any sense of chauvinism. You know, it, chauvinism in the sense of like, you know, like one thing being superior than the other. Release any chauvinism of the positive space of productivity being better or more important than negative space of productivity. Really, really get a full, full idea of the futility of that. Seeing, you know, imagining that breathing out is more important than breathing in, you know, like utterly ludicrous, right? It's, 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 it's the proper balance of both that actually allows that thing to exist at all. I think that'd be a really important takeaway. Yeah, I love that one. I, cause again, we're, we're thinking about the holistic nature of breathing itself, not just exhaling. Right. And I think that's great. Right. And takeaway number three, I just want to reemphasize it we're really grateful for uh, our listeners and so thank you for listening to that's us right and, and thank you for um joining us this far i imagine if you're listening to this episode you've been listening to all of our other episodes and uh i i just hope that uh the stuff that we talk about you know i'm not an expert brent brent is an expert i guess but um we we try and construct these episodes and talk about things uh, in a way that should be applicable to all different people going through all different kinds of situations. And and so I really, really hope that some of what we've talked about has been applicable to you and, and, and maybe has brought you some insight or at least some novel way of thinking about how 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 you can do things in your own life and, and how you can apply that to your work and productivity. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I'm just very grateful that you've given us uh, the time of your day and your ear holes to listen to us um, and and yeah, let us let us chat about these things yeah if you want to get in touch with us we are on twitter at skyward underscore spiral 
and you can email us at the skywardspiral at gmail.com i'd love to know how your 2020 was it's been different for so many different people if it was good you can tell us that don't worry it's not it's, we're not judgmental and if it was horrible you can you can uh, we can commiserate with that as well if you've had some personal insights uh, in in your introspection in your time alone um that would be fascinating to hear what what you've discovered or shared and 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 if you've been listening to this podcast and you have feedback about this podcast we'd love to hear that too brent where can people find you yes sir yeah find me um find me on my website uh mostly um brentheris.com b-r-e-n-t-h-u-r-a-s.com and get all my free uh, i have a big free training there that you get in when you opt into my email list uh on uh, on high level productivity uh, so like um some um uh, video trainings there and you can also find me on YouTube. I have a whole bunch of videos telling you how to live your life. Just uh, put my name in the search bar. You'll find me. And uh, yeah, and those are the main ways. Great. And if you want to contact me personally, you can contact me on Twitter. I'm at D Whitechapel. And I've got one last request for you, dear listener, if you followed us this far. We're a small podcast. We're, we're only just starting out as of recording this. And we'd love to get more listeners and, 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 you know, get our name out there a little bit more to people who would like to listen to a podcast like this. If there's a way you can find one person, one or two people, even one person is great, who might be interested in listening to us and giving us a listen. Um, if you can find them online through different forums or even a real life friend who you know is interested in productivity related matters and you think they'll enjoy this podcast please encourage them to give us a listen and um, and we'd be really grateful for that, for the greater audience and, and, and hopefully more people who we can uh, discuss all of these brilliant topics with. David, thank you for this. So much fun it's been. Really looking forward to the next one. It's been a lot of fun. Can't wait for season two. Right on. All right, talk soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Skyward Spiral. This show was edited by myself, and the musical themes are brought to you by Batchberg Music. Information and resources on today's topic can be found in the episode description. Please rate and review the podcast on your preferred podcast app. It really helps. See you next time.